he's deer. Oh, I'm so unsure. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why I didn't see it there before. Beauty and the Beast. This is yes. this isn't even the first time you've quoted Beauty and the Beast on this show. No. <laughs> why? Uh, because it's the second greatest Disney movie of all time. Uh, behind Lion King. Lion King. Yeah, okay, those. thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Okay. Of course. <laughs> that, that's undebatable. Um, uh, yeah. Rhyme or free, it doesn't matter to me. It's my bad poetry. Good day, and welcome to My Bad Poetry, a podcast where we take a deep dive into our poems from youth yesteryear or even yesterday, always asking the question... Why in the world did I write this? I'm Aaron. And I'm Dave. And together this week, we are looking (laughs) at a poem from the third anthology of my high school collection, An Allergy of Life. Dave, um, we're close to the end? Yay? (laughs) Let's hear your poem for the day. Okay. So this poem... Is on a topic that uh, I feel I've tread before, okay. but I'm cool with that. Okay. It's a, it's a poem called Quiet Sleep. Rocking chair, cozy blanket, white noise, solemn darkness, blessed peace, sublime rest, tiny move, shattered quiet, screaming child, frustrated dad. Aww. You're going to have a chapbook of um, sad, <laughs> sad dad poems. Right? <laughs> oh, Sad baby, but sad like, dad. I feel like that is, such a, that is such a universal parent thing where it's like, oh, it's so lovely. They're, they're quiet. They're sleeping. Oh, I just have to move my big toe a quarter of a millimeter. Oh, they're awake. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's it's both a um, it's an image that induces so much like secondhand anxiety for me in that I've been there, but also so much gratitude. One in the beauty of a baby sleep. That is. Mm -hmm. And also, I'm not there anymore. (laughs) 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 Uh, Oh, you're a monster. Yeah. Yeah. I'll own that. So, so Dave, we're, we're coming to the, the close of Analogy of Life. Mm-hmm. And I thought I had well-researched my wolf journal when I started this mess. Nothing and, you do is well or researched. What is, what is typed next, what we're going to get into, which is titled yeah. my, my Words. Not in, not in here. Huh. So I have a, a similar sentiment that we could get to. But now my timeline is so off because I'm looking at my notes that I made. Analogy of Life was typed in January, February, March, April, May, June, July, July 28, <laughs> 2006. Yes, dear listener, uh, he just counted on his fingers aloud the months of the year. <laughs> I, I never, I know October is 10. I can go from there. Anything before October, it's a guessing game. Oh my gosh. Okay, so July 28th, 2006, Analogy of Life was, was first opened and created in Word. 
It was last modified in February of 17 it's February 17th of 2008. I have continually said 2006 like a 16 year old yep. Aaron. This was modified up until I was 18. <clears throat> that makes this so much worse. Um, it really does. Yeah. I wanted the, to let you get there on your yeah. own. Yeah. But the 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 Mm, the journal i for sure ended at high school okay so what uh, what i'm experiencing here is we have we're we're jumping all over the timeline as far as aaron's poems well let's hop into that tardis of time travel and do this thing okay so this is called my words and um it goes like this quick question yes have we had a my words? We, I was wondering that same thing. <laughs> I think it, I think we've had something. And yes, I did raise my hand. I know. Yeah. Um, Audio medium. <laughs> yep. <laughs> we've had, we had my words before. Um, I, I do my best to block these out, but I thought I remembered that. So anyway, this technically should be my words too. But, no, we're just full of sequels here. <laughs> here we go. Why in my happiest times must my words come up short? Why can't I express my joyful feelings? My words are not of my own. They are the words of a soul that possess me, molds my true feelings to life. But it only takes my form when I am alone. I invite it in to comfort me to bring these words with fiery passion to life. But when I am happy, my words are dead. They fall short of logic or glory. Why can't I express my happiness? Must my words only record the darker side of me? Well, that's all the time we have uh, for this week, so I'm going to go and not be here anymore. Oh, <laughs> oh Aaron. Again, I think the, the whole theory that I have on this, this third anthology is I have now typed the first two, yep. so I, I'm revisiting these themes again having typed the first ones i'm like oh there's something there and rather than sure. rework the old ones i'm trying to invent new ones and that's yeah. what gives us all these similar sounding repeated themes right right my first impression yeah i kind of like the question the core question at hand mm -hmm. yeah uh i think that's a fun concept it also feels like a you hear that question, well, a similar question asked a lot is that, do you have to be crazy to make something great? Yeah, we talked about that way back. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that this explores that in a different way of like, do you have, like, why is it that I can only express the pain, but I can't express the joy? Yeah. Um, it's, why does art come out of darkness? I'm not calling this art because it's crap. But, uh, 
Why, why do art, artistic expressions or attempts at artistic or attempts at art? Thank you. Come thank from you. come from the nadir instead of the pinnacle. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I could not place the word nadir, and I'm like, the Ralph. No, no, like I the uh, independent <laughs> presidential candidate from the nineties. No, ever since no, that Re- makes way more. Yes. Ever since Reagan pointed out that nadir is like the lowest point i've i've been trying to incorporate that more it's a good word mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah why why does art come out of um our darkest moments instead of um or at least that's the question that yeah that. well and also i think you you even ask a more interesting question than that okay because it's not out of darkest moments or out of the the worst of times but it's why is it the darker side of me like i think that opens it up to be more of a question about the difficulties of life being portrayed even in times of joy do you know what i mean no well like so rather than saying art or things like that only come out of difficulty it's even in good times the only thing i can express is the bad of the good you know like the negative side Uh, of things like yeah so the pessimism yeah yeah side is what yeah i have uh why can't i express my joyful feelings um there seems to be this disconnect where my words are not my own they are words of a soul that possess me mold my true feelings to life there's something i really like there but there's also i think i contradict myself because i say my words are not my own but this this other soul that gives me words molds my true feelings to life Mm -hmm. so it's like an other entity is giving me words that are not mine, and yet they are expressing my true feelings. Right. I, I just, I feel like that needs an edit there. I'm struggling with the first part of that. My okay. words are not of my own. Like, you you need a, you need a noun there. Like, of my own brain, of my own expression. Mm. Although... Maybe that is a good thing to leave that ambiguous because it drew my ear when you were reading it. Yeah, that just the fact that it's the it's very kind of open ended. Um, yeah, because it could be any of those things, like my own being, my own mind, my own body, my own soul. Yeah. Ugh. I still love that you you think your poetry has fiery <laughs> passion. <laughs> I know, I know. I'm I like, can't deal with that. Like the the self compliments, and this is just like <laughs> I have typed all of this garbage. I have <laughs> I have put it to the page and thought, yes, yeah. <laughs> to the point where three anthologies in, and how many like cl- close to sixty five or something, or sixty poems, yeah, of somehow both hot and wet garbage <laughs> just like, <laughs> it's just like the most generic and um nonsensical mush and yet i'm still saying it's fiery passion and wow. and 
it has logic and glory because when I try and write happy words, there's no logic or glory there. But this, these poems, man, I hit, I hit all the the right notes or something. Oh gosh, it's just that so, is it's so hilarious. Bad. <laughs> they fall short of logic or glory. I just. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me of a very important phrase that I hear more and more often. Uh, God give me the confidence of a mediocre white man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> just, like, yeah. just, just let me be as sure of myself as just a mediocre white man. <laughs> Walks into the room as a, automatically an expert. Opinions <laughs> on everything that must be known. Oh. Woof. Woof. Whew, yeah. That's you to a T. That is. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's definitely me, not folks. me. I mean, I, I would never, I would never ever think of myself in that light. I'm too good for that, you know? <laughs> like, I'm not I'm not conceited because conceit is an imperfection, and I'm, you know, perfect. Yeah. If I were to presume, Dave, um, I would, I would concur. (laughs) Indubitably. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, A concept here. I'm just, just, this just came to mind. I have no clue when I would have learned of the concept of the artistic muse. Mm. Or, um, if, if someone is possessed by their art, is that a phrase? What? I, yeah, I'm trying to think if there would have been any like pop cultural touchstone or or literary thing I learned in in high school that would this sound oh oh Dave this sounds almost like a Faustian bargain here ooh but things go well for Faust for a while well have you not. <laughs> Have you not heard the fiery passion and logic and glory of the previous 60 poems, Dave? Clearly, I made a deal with the uh, devil to write amazing things. Also, I would say this is rather than a Faustian bargain in which Faust makes a deal with the devil to have Mephistopheles with him. This is more like a uh, uh, The Exorcist. Where you are spewing pea soup everywhere. <laughs> you are possessed by your art. Those are the largest air quotes I can do. Yeah, the vulgarity that has come from my my pen. No. Yeah. Wow. The thing that I want to reference in the Wolf Journal, because this is one that's not in the Wolf Journal, and and okay. what I alluded to at the beginning, I am so lost as whether this was a 16-year-old me, an 18-year-old me, uh, who knows? Mm. I mean... A 32-year-old you? No, because the last I edited it was 2008, Dave. Come on, keep up. <sighs> so this is this is really interesting. I found this page in the Wolf Journal. And this is actually, this is a page I had to refer to my parents in the first season of the show when they were like, your episodes make us kind of sad because depicted a sad boy. <laughs> it's like, right, yeah, yeah. Sad boy Aaron. I found this page in the Wolf Journal and I, I read it to them then. And I'm realizing that this was a 
a common thought I was having as I was typing these poems and when I got to my words too. So this is a section I write here in the Wolf Journal. And it starts a little bleak, but we'll go, we'll go with mm-hmm. it. If I were to die today, this is all I would have to say. Oh, I rhymed. Yeah. <laughs> For the first time ever. <laughs> to the readers of this book. <laughs> <laughs> To the readers of this book, I was not depressed. I write in sad times, a lot of material. I was usually very happy. (laughs) That's it. (laughs) That's it. And then I have wishes for some of my uh, good friends at the time. Again, if I were to die. (laughs) So to my friends, thanks for all the good. Thanks for all the good years. And then I have little um, messages to each of them. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Uh, so I, I'm doing like a retrospective examination of my work and my, my life, my life's work up to this point. And I've decided these are pretty dark. <laughs> and so I have that message to my friends, but then I also have this, this poem. Right. That examines the, the dark art. That is. <laughs> okay, Snape. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Um, well, this, I, this isn't... I mean, this is saying that you're fine. Yeah. This poem is saying that you're you're okay, but you just don't know how to express that. Yeah. Why am I happy as times must my words come up short? Yeah, it's right. it's running around that same question. Like, if you were to read all this stuff, it's all the sad yeah. times, because that's the only time I felt inspired to write. <laughs> now, why why do you think that is, Dave? Um, be be I the have... be the confident, uh, mediocre white guy psycholo- yep, yep. psychologist that you are. Okay. <laughs> well, in my extreme expert opinion, yes. As also a uh, sad boy. <laughs> no, I I honestly would say, very simply, toxic masculinity. That we have examples of being able to talk about our our downfalls, our burdens, because it's this is how we grow into real men. We are but men. we can't express our joy because we yeah, we're we're supposed to. We're supposed to suppress that so that we can just, you know. Oh, no, this is the phrase. I say this with love. My brother Luke uh, would always say, act like you've been there. So, like, if you win a game of Mario Kart or you catch catch a football and run it in for a touchdown, act like you've been there. It's not a big deal. I'm this awesome all the time. Right. So we're we're trained not to have expressions of joy we're trained there's a stoicism yeah Um, but expressing expressing anger um i'd be interested to see if this is unique to kind of white 90s male culture or if this is uh and i hate this term western right yeah or if this is a more universal understanding of masculinity because there are some things that are somewhat universally masculine, 
but there are plenty of things that are not right. like across so many cultures such different views of masculinity are you saying there's um there's a fluidity in our understanding of um expression of gender like some form of spectrum mm-hmm. or yeah, uh, yeah 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 and society kind of pinpoints where on that spectrum you're quote unquote supposed to be oh huh yes thank you right wing reactionary <clears throat> I don't know Gosh. if I can have his name on this show. <laughs> no, bleep it. Yeah, I bleep will, out I will his bleep name. It. What What do you want for your bleep phrase, Dave? <laughs> can I say right wing reactionary? <laughs> Perfect. I don't know why I'm surprised that we found ourselves at this topic, but I am actually kind of thrilled that we have found that we found ourselves talking about this. How? No. My struggle with why I can't express happiness and joy is tied into what we've talked about many times now, that that idea of the stoic male that is also extremely edgy, the edge, the the one who can complain and whine and yet still be heroic. I don't... Right, yeah. And the sad Superman. Sad Superman. Oh, man. It's the... I goes to the Snyder verse because of a, a Maggie yeah. Fish video that was, but anyway, phenomenal. <laughs> yes, about it, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but well, I like I like ending there. Uh, yeah, I think that works. That's that's a that's a good conclusion. I I am gonna say I feel like this may sound blasphemous. <laughs> oh gosh! No, I, for this show, for this show. Oh. Okay. I feel like this is one of my more poetic. Yes, I think that there are some cool images I I evoked here mm-hmm. that shows an older Aaron who has maybe no. I mean, just it it's it's a shot in the dark. One out of a hundred. Yeah. This is a better better poem. Yep. Well, Dave, you can stall as long as you want. I don't have a poem yet. So um, I'm going to ask you, as you consider my words, okay. these these words that I have presented to you, good or garbage? Have you ever petted a hedgehog? Petted? Is it, isn't it just pet? pet. It's pet. pet. Pet is both present pet. Have you ever petted? A hedgehog. No. You haven't? No. They're adorable. They're so cute. They're very wonderful. I want to. They're, they're, they're also just very sweet. Like, they're very kind little animals. Don't they give you syph- um, syphilis, though? <laughs> what is What are you doing with your hedgehog, Aaron? <laughs> no, no. What, what is it that hedgehogs, like, you're supposed to... Am I getting ahead of, my, of, your, of your metaphor? Salmonella? Here? Is that what it is? Yeah. I mean, there, yeah, there no. are there are bacterial infections that they can carry that don't affect them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, if you pet hedgehogs, you can get salmonella. I'm, I did not know that. Yes. Uh, okay, wash your cool. wash your hands, folks. Uh, <laughs> so I should stop licking hedgehogs, is what you're saying? Yeah. So petting a hedgehog. Uh huh. Um, they're very cute. They're very adorable. And when you pet from head to tail. 
It is lovely. Their quills are so soft and like kind of tickly. Uh, but if you go the other way, it's extremely painful for both you and the hedgehog. And to me, this feels like uh, petting a hedgehog in that if you if you if you look at it correctly and you have like a conversation partner in which you can explore ideas, uh, it's it's all right. It's, it's yeah, sure. But if you go the other way, it is damaging and breaking, and like you might end up bleeding. Oh, geez, I got dark. <laughs> Well, I like this poem. <laughs> no, yeah, okay, why, sure. Why must my words only record the darker side of me? <sighs> why must your your good or garbage metaphors always go dark? <laughs> why must it always end in a trash pile? <laughs> Flame and fire. Um, Wailing, gnashing of teeth, all that good stuff. Yeah, Gehenna. Look oh, it man. up, folks. It was a. Uh, I have videos for you to watch about Gehenna. <laughs> okay, Dave. We're going to end this week with the words of a true poet. This week coming to us from Lawrence Ferlinghetti. It's from a. Uh, it's from a, a collection called A Coney Island of the Mind, uh, copyright 1955, um, and it's called, in quotations, "The world is a beautiful place." The world is a beautiful place to be born into. If you don't mind happiness not always being so very much fun. If you don't mind a touch of hell now and then, just when everything is fine, because even in heaven, they don't sing all the time. The world is a beautiful place to be born into. If you don't mind some people dying all the time, or maybe only starving some of the time, which isn't half so bad if it isn't you. Oh, the world is a beautiful place to be born into. If you don't much mind a few dead minds in the higher places or a bomb or two now and then in your upturned faces or such other improprieties as our name brand society is prey to with its men of distinction and its men of extinction and its priests and other patrolmen and its various segregations and congregational investigations and other constipations that our full flesh is heir to. Yes, the world is the best place of all for a lot of such things, making the fun scene and making the love scene and making the sad scene and the singing low songs of having inspirations and walking around looking at everything and smelling flowers and goosing statues and even thinking and kissing people and making babies and wearing pants and waving hats and dancing and going swimming in the rivers on picnics in the middle of the summer and just generally living it up yes then right in the middle of it comes the smiling mortician did i just find my new favorite poem <laughs> That was a fun read. <laughs> I love everything about that. Like that's so perfect because it's the 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 joy of life mixed with all of the crap. Yeah. Well, folks, this has been my bad poetry. Now go write some of your own bad poetry. <laughs> How do you spell his last name? F E R L I N G H E T T I. One more time. F-E-R-L-I-N-G-H-E-T-T-Y. I-I. Lawrence Fairing... Fairling Fairling Getty. Getty.
Ferlinghetti. Rhyme a free, does man, does man.